Hello everyone, welcome to another episode on Astropods. Today I'll be talking about Deshaun Jackson's comments and how Stephen is Stephen is <laughs> and how Stephen Jackson's comments might have hurt the intentions of the former of of of, of, of Deshaun Jackson. Uh, and also, um, you know, I want to talk about just a little bit about the the, uh, the things we should really keep in mind. Uh, Stay with me as I offer my opinion about this contentious issue. And I am Hassan, as you already know. Welcome to Astropods. Okay, so now let's talk. Let's let's kind of try to stick to bring it back a little bit. So. Deshaun Jackson's comment was, no. Okay. Deshaun Jackson, for those that don't know, is uh, is uh, he plays for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's a 33-year-old young man, and he's like I think he's the wide receiver for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And he was a consensus All-American in University of California. Now, who is Steven Jackson? Well, most of us are most most a lot of people know Steven Jackson, even during this and um, Judge Floyd's uh, murder. But for those that don't know who Steven Jackson is, uh, Steven Jackson is uh, a forty two is a forty two year old man, former NBA player, is, was in the league for fourteen years, uh, sorry fourteen seasons, and um, he's 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 he's, he's, a, he's been a voice for us, uh, leader in the uh fights and the protest of equality especially since his uh his friend they call him they call him twin and um, George Floyd was murdered by the cop in uh Minneapolis that's Minnesota uh and he's a he's a he's a commentator on um, ESPN Fox and he's a co-host of uh all the smoke all the smoke podcast he's doing a lot of things I mean I've known him for for a long for a long time and he's a man that ha- that wears his heart on his on his sleeve, man. He's really, really raw and uh, uh, very, very you know emotional. And I res- and you can only respect somebody like that, right? So now let's go to the Jack's comment. That's um, Deshaun Jackson. Uh, basically, he retweeted a tweet uh, that was attributed to Adolf Hitler, which is not true based on what we heard, and. He says that the the Jews will blackmail America. They will they will extort America. Their plan for world domination won't work if the Negroes know who they were. That's what this. That's what the the, um, the tweet says. We don't know how true that is, but that's what they say. That's what the the attributed quote to um Adolf Hitler basically says. And um, uh, and not only that, you know, it's it's, it's it, there's a lot of things to say that. The white citizens of America will be terrified to know that all this time they've been mistreating the, and discriminating and lynching the children of Israel. So, and then it says, anyone who feels I have hate towards the Jewish community took my took my post the wrong way, and um, uh, said, you know, took took his post the wrong way, and you know, that that's not what it meant and stuff like that. That's what that's what they said, you know. That is, is is all about equality and all those things, okay. 
don't don't forget that he had also um expressed his um uh love or likeness for um Louis Farrakhan. He is a leader of the Nation of Islam and he's also uh you know he has he has been known for his um sort of anti Semitic um point of view towards the Jewish people. So that is on the side, you know. So let's I'm just trying to peel it in layers so that we can have an understanding of what we're talking about. Now let's go to Stark's comment. Stark, we call him Stark because that's his nickname. Is that Stephen Jackson? And I, I really like Stephen Jackson. Man, I like people that are authentic, that are genuine. You know, so I respect that a lot. And um, I think this is an opportunity for us to really sort of educate ourselves because on this podcast alone, I on this particular episode, I've been trying to study these things for like a couple of days now. Just so I can get some of my facts right, even though I know I don't have all the information, I'm not be as vast as I, as I should, and that's why I said one time like that that um, it's okay to be a celebrity not to have a comment on some issues. You can always say that I don't know much about the topic yet. I'll talk about it when I have better information later. But when you don't know something and you sort of um, just make a blanket statement that makes you look like you've not done your research. It's not really the good thing, especially now in this in this climate. But I digress. Let's go to what what Stark said. All right. So when the Stark made comments on that were deemed anti-Semitic, when he said the Jews are the richest, you know who the Rothschilds are. They control all the banks. They own all the banks. And when asked if he thought the Jews were trying to divide the black community, Stark Stark replied, "No, but I don't think." They stand up for us as much as they should. Okay, fair statement. Alright, Mu Astar has also mentioned the front of like uh, he also mentioned like a day before saying quote your racist your racist pain doesn't hurt more than the next racist pain. Don't act like your hardships are more devastating than ours. Truth hurts. Never waste time explaining to people who never supported you anyway. Okay. All right. You know, there's this thing is, is there, there are many levels to this um tweet right here, saying that your racist hurt or their pains um does not hurt more than other racist pains and hurt. You know, it is uh, uh I'm trying to find a way to put it together, but um. I'm just, I'm just, we'll get there. Okay. Yes, so, uh, just like um, um, Djax, that's Deshaun Jackson. Um, they both have something in common. Stacks and Djax are admirers of um, Louis Farrakhan, Mr. Louis Farrakhan, uh, who is a very eloquent leader, and you know, I, I respect him as well as a human being. And I say that a man, this is a man that has had. This is the reason why when you say you are, like I said earlier, if you if you say that you are not anti-Semitic, but you then you express your admiration for, uh, um, Louis Farrakhan, it says kind of, it's not it's not it's not sitting well. That is a man that that says it's yet to separate the good Jews from the satanic Jews. That's the word from Louis Farrakhan's mouth himself. He said it's yet to separate. Uh, the Jewish, they um, they separate the good Jews from the satanic Jews. 
that's a very heavy, heavy, heavy statement. Okay, and it said here, it goes on to say that I play for the big three. We have a Jewish owner. He understands where we stand and some of the things we say, but it's not directed to him. It's the way we've been treated. I, mean, I saw him on CNN saying that uh, he can love Louis Farrakhan and love Jews. He can do this and that. He's, a man, he's his own man. He's, you know what they're saying. There's no need and there's no anybody name from, from apology or anything like that. You know, and all those things. Okay. What we have to understand is that if you are saying that you you love Jews and all those things, and you, then you're saying that um, you're talking about the Rothschild and, you know, talking about did they know the story of the Rothschild? As Rothschild is a, is a, um, a very rich um, Jewish family that is, you know, and it's sort of a stereotype against the Jewish people that they own everything and all those things. And then you back, you know, it's just like, what are you saying? Another thing is that while the Jacks had seen, but meanwhile, Rochester had seen them through the pair of public apologies, Stacks was on IG live doubling down. We don't have, we don't hate, he says, I, he don't hate nobody, but he's speaking the truth of the fact that he knows and trying to educate others. Okay. Now, I want to go to what Stacks said. Because Stag was saying that um basically that it was responding to D Jax's rest um 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 conversation that they, had, they, had, they spoke about the phone that Jesus that Jesus was basically saying that uh the team the um the uh, Philadelphia Eagles were trying to cut him off and there's a man called Riley Cooper in 2013 that that had this um this uh sort of I think it was in a it was in a club or something like that. It was I think it was in a concert, and he yelled the N word to a bunch of guys that apparently said it was gonna beat beat them up and stuff like that, and he yelled it very um you know in a very condescending manner, and so, and that at the time this guy Riley Riley um Riley, this is Riley Cooper I keep forgetting his his last name I think yeah, Riley Cooper yeah at the time he was. It was the wide was the wide wide receiver for the team, so. What did the team do when he made that when he when he made when he made that alterance? Yeah, it was fined for an undisclosed amount, and I think uh, it was just like in the words of Steve Jackson, Steve Jackson said, it was just slapped on the wrist. So now. Fast forward twenty twenty. That's seven years apart, right? Now, this man made this ill-advised statement, and the, their concern is that they're gonna they're gonna cut him off because of the time we we find ourselves in it because there's a lot of racial tension going on. But in the in the case of Riley Cooper, he was fined for an undisclosed amount. His contract was extended and he got paid for it. He was only let go in 2016. So they are saying, why would Riley Cooper say such an Fd word in the public place, and would not get any sort of. It was not. It was never meant. It was never hacked to issue an apology, and that's one of the things that really upset um Stark. Like Stark was like, this man was never hacked to issue an apology, and then you guys gonna go on this young man and be like, and he added, he added the two apologies, and you guys gonna still want to cut him off, but you guys not do anything of that nature to Riley Cooper when he made that hateful statement in a concert. But I'm going to tell you my own opinion on this. Just my opinion. 
and uh, I respect where Stark is coming from. He said that all these all was trying to say is that they shouldn't cut the young man off if they're gonna give this man a pass, and they don't ever allow Riley Cooper to. Uh, they'll never tend to apologize or anything like that. Why would they want to call him off? Why would they want to call um Deshaun Jackson off? Granted, but when you now look at what you guys are saying about Rod Child, about um your love for Louis Farrakhan, because he said that you know nobody likes love the black man more than Louis Farrakhan. That's the word of Jackson. That's what that's um Stephen Jackson. So when you say all these things, you are really sort of contradicting yourself because now. It's what it's that you're supporting your friend. You don't want him to get fired or your brother or your, your, your little brother. You don't want to get fired. And it's another thing to now stand up and, and say that, say that, um, talking about the raw child, talking about your love, admiration for Louis Farrakhan. Now, you are beginning to take on a stand that is basically, and you're saying that they don't fight for it as much as they should. So, let's, let's separate it. Are you fighting for Dick Jackson's, um, job so i can 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 keep his job or you or you try to um um stir up another racial uh conflict sort of you have to fix that so it's good to be that's why i said if you don't know what to say you don't have to say anything you can keep your keep your um your opinion until you get enough information about some certain topic because i'm gonna tell you this as a black man when i when i read that and i see your reaction you come across as a bigot fact both of the both of this man that's how they come across that and issuing a statement like that is not good enough now is riley cooper in really past case did he do the right thing absolutely not you don't have a white mind this can never other such a statement because it is it is the height of it if you're not one of niggers but it's my 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 um my my my, my uh, english the n-word is so derogatory is beyond measure, it's beyond comprehension. So you don't use those words. Now, we are out here led by Starks himself. Stark is out here fighting for justice, for equality, for for um for, for people to have the rights, the freedom, the opportunity to be themselves in America without race, without um, all those all those other compromises tagged with it. And you are at the same time saying that well, you love Louis Farrakhan, who has, who is a known um, anti-Semite, all right? So that is wrong, 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 and all the way wrong. Riley Cooper too is wrong, or was wrong, and he decided, you have to have issued a statement, you have to have done more, and the fact that they did not, allow, they did not even made it, made it mandatory for him to do all that says a lot about the team itself. But different time, different climate. What they did was wrong. But I don't know if people know the history. What when people talk about Holocaust, I don't know if they understand what it means. And when you're trying to talk about equality, trying to educate people, and you mentioned the name of Adolf Hitler, it is a no, no, no. Quickly, between 1933 to 1945, that's like a 12-year period, would you believe that more than 11 million people were killed? Six million of them were Jewish people, or Jewish people are people of Jewish descent. The other five million were gypsies, homosexuals, old people, and one million of those people were kids. Would you believe that? Now, the um, 
the the black people the black race have also suffered i mean they're still suffering from killings in huge numbers if you ever go to the if you have to go to the to the history books and figure these things out you'll be surprised what you're gonna find but it's it's for us to educate ourselves and understand that what is wrong is wrong what is right is right now you can have a situation where we have where we lost over like i said about about two about two-thirds of the jewish population in all in all of europe they were killed they call it them the um, concentration camps they were killed like they were slaughtered and you cannot uh you cannot be oblivious to that you have to understand that this is this happened and it was not longer ago people that survived it was some of them some of them are still alive to, 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 to this day and they're gonna tell you the story so you cannot justify your thing by saying that oh well their their pain is no more than your pain every race if you ask the italian the jewish the africans the african-americans uh the the the, the asians the name it everybody has their own peculiar history that hurts them we are how you're fighting for equality for justice for fairness we are how you're preaching love we should not be caught saying that is hateful but i like you to say what is i mean speak your mind so we can know where you are so now if you if you, if you can if you see that you are somehow bigot your racist maybe you need to get some counseling to help you to educate you so, so what you want to say be free to be say with your chest okay now you see that okay you bigger so we can now uh you know educate you and then you get the education that you, that you need and understanding that you that you that you need then you can say something that is a little bit more wiser next time and you can be more informed so clearly i be, i think this miss men they, they may not know but they are they are somewhat racist towards other races and that's the thing that the black people should not think that they are they are so they have so much suffered and they should not think that other people's suffering is is not valid no because that's gonna make you racist now remember the whole thing about the holocaust was the jewish people after the after the first world war that they lost that they are paying reparations and they are and they, they, they couldn't get colonies in africa and they were poor and all those things and the jewish people were doing good and they had to single them out for that they were doing that the reasons why they lost and and all those things and they it was it was really really bad i i read so much i don't even know where to start from but i, I will i will get there i will get that as, as i read along and i mean if, i mean at Auschwitz alone more than two million people were murdered in a process resembling a large-scale industrial operation at, at Auschwitz, we're talking about um, you know because you know um, the German soldiers they they invaded Poland, Poland, uh, um, even France and all these other countries, and every Jewish community in those areas they were sent to concentration camps, and they had to even make law. This, you do know there's a law called uh, the the Nuremberg Law, so, Nuremberg, Nuremberg, Nuremberg Law that essentially uh, made the issue about racism not of your religion or anything, but it's about your ancestry. So in Germany and German, German territories, uh, a, a person of Jewish descent cannot marry 
a German because they're talking about purity. They're trying to literally exterminate a whole race of people. And you cannot not understand that. Because in actually, I'm talking about this in my next podcast. I'm talking about the genocide of Rwanda. In just 100 days, in Rwanda, they lost over 100, over 1 million people. I'm sorry, over 1 million people died in 100 days in just a very short period of time. So when when you have this kind of genocide at a as a at a massive scale, we should think about it. Thank goodness that President um, Roosevelt at the time came to the um, Jewish rescue, and the rest of the world kind of rallied around and tried to save this save this race. That this man was intent to wipe out of the surface of this earth. We cannot act as if it did not happen. We cannot say that because we've suffered so much and we see suffering that whatever they went through is not valid or we should just say that because they are making money now and ironically <laughs> so um I, you know so in that was in 1938 when they made that law when they made that law in 1938 it essentially uh you know made it possible that literally that was the official uh, racist law Say that Germans are Germans, these are Jewish people. So if you are if you are a man or a woman and your and your grandparents are, or four of your grandparents were of Jewish descent, you are hundred percent Jewish. So you will be you'll be moved to the to the um to the what's it called to the concentration camps in all which in in all those places. And a century before that time, there's this scholar, a writer. His name is uh, his name was um. Eric 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 Hein, he was a German poet of Jewish descent. He said that where one burns books, one will in the hand burn people. He said this. He made this statement a century earlier because when this whole thing started happening in the in the, in the middle to the late nineteen thirties, they literally separated the schools, so German kids was not um Russian um poly, Jewish kids were not able to. To, to go to school they separate everything was torn apart so they went to the libraries any book that was written by jewish poet or jewish writer they burned them so this what this happened so between the time they said burning the books and then they decided they actually started burning human beings was eight year period and within, within eight years the human beings decided burning books burning merchandise destroying things of jewish of jewish um, um decent or jewish um craftsmanship and subsequently, they started killing Jewish people. They killed them in in amazing number. Like it was, it was crazy. It was devastating. And to today, I don't think they will ever recover from that in terms of the human capital that they've lost. We're talking about six million people. And if you were, if you were like homosexual, or if you, if you were deemed not intellectually fit, you also be subjected to that kind of lifestyle. And then there is the issue of the um the um. What's this man's name? The Angel of Death, they call him. The one that brought the, the eugenics, and that that also furthered this um, uh, this agenda. So, what am I saying here? Ah, the good part of this, however, is that I will not say the good part, but I'll just say that um, after the you know as I said the the Nuremberg um law of nineteen thirty five that essentially separated the, the the Germans and the Jewish people and Everywhere that the, the German uh, um, conquered or, or that was a, that was a territory, 
Because as they could not colonize places in Africa, they have to start taking places in, in Europe, you know. So it was it was crazy. Now, between this period, while, while this was going on, and at, at, by the end of 1945, when they had lost the, the war and America had essentially put an end to their madness, the Jewish people, there was, the, there, there was a pressure and they had to, and you know, remember that the Jewish people, they had to create a, a, a state. That's how they come about Israel, the country called Israel, because the Jewish people are displaced. Most of them don't have, they have developed their loved ones, their fathers, their moms, their sisters. And, and they have to put pressure that not only they, the German um, government pay restitutions, they have to create a state for the, for the Jewish people. That's how they come about the state of, state of Israel. That was in 19, uh, 1948, if I'm not mistaken. All right. So, so there's, a, there's a pressure on them to desperate the Jewish, the Israel state. So, just, it's just a disaster. Literally, is a state that they, they created, literally, in Europe to, to, to house the Jewish people that were displaced all over the world. They, 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 some of them moved to the US, some of them moved to some other part of Europe. So, that's to create that state, that's to create that Israel state in 1948 because of the war. That had happened and people were displaced. So you have to get this fact straight. They had to create that state for them, and they had to, they then they demanded for restitution for because they've lost lives, they've lost property, they've lost wealth, they've lost everything, and the the, the German government started paying. I'm I'm not, I'm not sure they can ever pay them back in terms of um even financial financial um restitutions. They can't do that. They cannot do everything because it's is 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 invaluable you cannot measure it you know intellectual properties books that have been burned to the ground you know so you have to understand these things now this is my take okay so now the uh the 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 german people did what they did they they, uh, they were really sorry they did it and they were I mean, it's not even enough. No matter how much sorry you want to say, you cannot really pay. For, you cannot really compensate or say you overcompensated. No, because the Jewish people were united enough to demand restitutions. Now, the Black Americans, the Black people, can also demand restitution. Can also demand for some some form of um, reparations, because it will be hard for the people to make to to get out of that place of um destitution if you don't economically empower them and that's you have to, you have to be smart whoever you want to elect and you have to demand for economic empowerment for the black community now we can we can take that page uh from the from the jewish note and uh, people's notebook how they demanded for restitutions that's, that's how they've been able to set themselves up for this kind of world that, that we are seeing in their community today we can also take a page of unity, how they've united, and because they spoke with one voice, they've been able to, to sort of have a clear agenda of what they want. You have killed our people in millions. We demand restitutions. You have killed our people in millions. We demand to have our own place. You, we, have, we, we want laws that will protect our, our own rights, our own um, uh, kind of um, agenda. And the black people for once be united and have an agenda that it is clean, clear as to, uh, to the point. I've already said it. We need education. We need 
um, form of um, economic empowerment. We need it. And for uh, Senator Mitch McConnell to open his mouth and say that they are not going to give black people any form of reparations because they've given them Obama, just does that whole of, the whole of the whole eighties of Obama is a complete, um, like a staged show. It was a hoax. It was nothing good because they're telling us that you guys got Obama, so you guys don't have any right to say anything again. So we have to channel our anger to the right to the to, into the right place. To the right people to the right places we have to channel our anger properly then what we want if you don't have the education you can go and get educated and don't come on tv or don't go on twitter and start saying things that you don't know even me i'm saying this right now i don't know much yet i still i'm willing i'm still learning every day all these things but if the so now you wonder why they're so successful they you say they're holding properties the only things is because they got some restitutions it's because they are united. It's because they, they will never allow that to have, that happen to them in the past, happen to them again. So you see that they are kind of, they create their own kind of um, world. Because I live in, in New York, I saw that, I know what I'm talking about. Because they are, I mean, you cannot kill my, over 7 million of my people or 6 million of my people. Because that's what they said, 6 million. But I'm very sure to be more than that. And you expect me to freely just open myself up to, to you guys like that. I have to be concerned that these people don't may not like me the way, the way they are making themselves to be. Now, 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 let's face the issue of the issue with um, with the Jewish people or Jewish descent, the rabbis and the other Jews. Because let's not make, let's make no mistake: not all Jewish people are rabbis. <laughs> so, and and, and not, not all not, not all Jewish people are always trying to not not like always kind of like I'm um, shying away from people, not trying trying to be um, secluded. No, no, that's that's wrong. But most Jewish descendants know their history. They know that you have to know your history. It's important to know your history. Your history is very important. It shapes who you are and your decisions in life. That's why I talk about education a lot. About the black child, about the African child to be educated, to know his history. I come from Africa, from Nigeria, where we don't even know much about slavery. Yet, Nigeria was a country that, they, that, that a lot of people, millions of, of, of young people, were shipped to, to America. You see the the rot in Africa. You see the the um the the backwardness the backwardness in Africa. How can you how can you rob a whole race of millions of young vibrant men and women and you expect them to rise up and be great like that? And you never them how to be how to lead them how to be a good leader. Did you taught them maths, taught them science, but when it comes to brain power, not 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 enough social stuff. So Africa's problem too is systemic. It was designed to be like that and Africa became like a bounty for every every country in Europe to 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 just take whatever they want as the, the the second world war by by Adolf Hitler I told let me just stick to the script now we have that going on so if you're talking about you want to uh you 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 want to for you want the, the the Jewish community to be on our side, to be fighting with us, along with us. They've been fighting with us. They've been with us from day one. Because like I said, not all of them are rabbis. And not, not the fact that they are rabbis doesn't mean that they are not fighting. Okay? We should get this fact straight. What if, and if you were a Jewish person, or, 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 or you Asian, or you, you know, someone that is benefiting from, some, from a level of um, white privilege in this country, in this world, Ask yourself that question. That question. Ask yourself, 
Am I being fair? Ask yourself, literally sit down and ask yourself, do I not see what is going on to these people? What have I done to change the narrative? What have I done in my own little capacity to help this this cause? Because um, I watch <clears throat> I watch um, some some sport analysts um, and some other Jewish people, and they say that truly they've benefited from from white privilege. Because you'd be you'd be a fool to say that you have not benefited from white privilege if you are a white man, all right? You've benefited at one point or another. So ask yourself: Are, are, are we being complacent to? The hues and cries of the black people. Ask yourself that genuine question. I I was I was tried to, um, and for the Jewish community, okay, we understand what happened. We we cannot we cannot understand what happened. Excuse me, we cannot understand what happened. But but we know the, we know some of us know the the history and it's very tragic what has happened to the um, community. But can can we at some point start to open ourselves up again so that we do not seem like we are just boxed in and we just we have all this i think the problem with a lot of african american or other people is that the jewish community seems to just have this fence and they are prospering within themselves and we and other people cannot come in to be part of to be part of that progress so we envy that progress because we cannot come in now with that returns to hunger so they're like we we, we are we are not happy with this because they, because we cannot really buy their properties or live the kind of life or work or, no because they are just really united and they are in their own little bubble maybe a big bubble now so maybe that's what is going on so maybe the jewish jewish community should ask themselves have we really let other people into our communities have we tried to um create the kind of environment that will, will, will encourage everybody to come and really be be stakeholders in what we do have we really shown these people or helped these people in terms of how to make wealth and create a long, 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 um, long, uh, long history or long record of greatness of prosperity? Have we done that, or are we just limiting it to our whole communities alone? When the when the Jewish community start asking asking these questions, because I know that they've been part of the struggle with with the black people from day one, but are they all in or are they half in? We don't. Well, I mean, we have to start asking because we're talking about equality. So, if you Jewish, if you Asian, and you 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 know that you've been priv- you are you are getting the privileges, you have your businesses, you have your businesses set up in the, in black communities, you have make money in black communities, and how much have you done to help these people to also rise up? I know. I went to um, I went to um, city tech. I went to city tech. I went to. I know that they're doing a lot in terms of education. I know that for a fact. And that's that's great. So I can I'm, I'm not going to sit, sit here and talk about and talk as if uh, I'm not I've not benefited from the benevolence of the Jewish community. But I wish we can. I know that they can do a lot more, so that things like um, stacks or djax talking like that will not happen. Because some people mistake it for like this are just in their own little bubble. I mean, there was a time I tried to learn how to drive. Let me give you a little story, and I called this company up. Trying to get information, and the lady we are speaking English, you know. She she asked me, and she and then she ended up by saying, "Uh, excuse me, do you speak Rabbi? Um, do you, do you speak um, do you speak Hebrew?" I said, "What? I'm an African. I don't speak Hebrew." And she said to me, "Well, the drivers speak Hebrew, and they can only take people that speak Hebrew." That that right there 
is the act. I don't know what if that's not racist, if that's not segregationist, if that's not if that's not I don't know if that's not racist or uh uh really outright hatred or disdain for other races. I don't know what it is. I don't know what else will be. She called. I called this lady. We were talking about the phone, speaking English, and she said that if I cannot speak Hebrew, I cannot take the driving class. In in New York, in America, so that's just my own personal experience. Now, if I have that kind of experience, how do you expect me? How do you think I'm going to look at these people? You know what I'm saying? I was looking at these people are just racist. They they, they don't want nobody in their world, and that's wrong. We sh- we, so when we see all these things, you call it out. You call it for what it is. So, like I said, if you're benefiting from all of these privileges, ask yourself: Are you doing enough to help the people that have been that have centuries upon centuries of marginalization, of mistreatment, of of separation, of segregation, of 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 degrade degradation? They've degraded Africans and African Americans in such in, in, in multiple ways, of psychological drain. Ask yourself, how are you helping to change that narrative? What we want is what you asked for back then in 1938. It's what you asked for, in, in, sorry, in, in 1948, for the, for the country, for restitutions. How have you helped us to get these things here to in America and the rest of the world where we have black people suffering? If you're Asian, ask yourself, how have you helped? Don't, be, don't sit on the fence. We're talking about equality. We should treat people according to their merits, not because of the color of their skin. So if Adolf Hitler was did all that stupid things, it's upon us now to not let that repeat itself. So if you're a black man, I'm asking you, do not be racist. Do not look at these people as, oh, they know. You cannot be a black man and be racist because people say that it's not possible. It's very possible. You can be black and be racist too. Shy from anything like that. Don't, don't be that. Rather, you want to be the man that's Cause for justice, the hacks for the hacks for um for fairness at all levels. If I, if I don't deserve it, don't give it to me. If that man deserves and is white and is Jewish and is Asian, give it to her. Give it to him. It don't it don't it don't it don't it don't matter. We have to get to that point of being logical. That's where we can actually all grow up because there's something about the Jewish community about wealth that maybe it's stereotype, maybe we don't understand it, but we have to learn from them. They demanded something in one voice. We have to do the same thing. We cannot fight this battle. I've, I've, I've protested, I've marched on the street with, with people when, when we were fighting for George, and George, George Floyd's murder. And most of the people that I saw on my left and right were white. Can I tell you that? Most of them, some of them could be Jewish people, but we are white people. White people fighting every day for this, for the, for the, for the, for the bad treatment of, um, of, of, uh, of police on the black, on the black community. People are doing this things all over the place. That's what we should start to really look 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 at. How do we change this narrative? And I hope I've been able to touch all these few few points. And um, maybe I don't have enough information, like I said, but I've read a lot. And I will leave us with a quote from the great Dr. Martin Luther King. All right, what he said. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can. And that's the podcast for today. I'm Asan Larry Raju. Thank you so much for listening to Astopods. Please like, love, share, follow, subscribe. 
uh, I, like I said, my next podcast will be about um, uh, Felicen Kabuga. Who is he? Talk about we talk about a little about him and what and what he has done in Rwanda. Uh, please comment, educate me, let me know more, and have a good day. Bye for now.